You've found Wisdom Radio, where we explore life's divine mysteries. This is your host, Andy Haidt. Welcome. Master Ming Tong Gu will be joining me in a minute to talk about a 5,000-year-old form of Chinese healing called Qigong. As a child growing up in China during the Cultural Revolution, he endured hunger, poverty, and long separation from his birth family. And despite the odds, he became the first in his village to earn his undergraduate degree, and he went on to earn two master's degrees, including one from Ohio State University. And it was during this time that he discovered the treasures of his own culture through Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, and practice of yoga and Qigong. He returned to China for Qigong training under Grandmaster Dr. Peng Ming, a Qigong Grandmaster in Western medicine and traditional Chinese medicine and the founder of the world's largest Qigong hospital. And based on what he learned and he saw firsthand about the incredible healing power of energy, Master Ming Tonggu knew his calling was to come back to the States with all he had learned, and he then founded the Chi Center just outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he's been helping thousands of people ever since. So it's a great honor to have Master Ming Tong Gu on Wisdom Radio to help us learn more about the mysterious power of Qigong energy healing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today um, for this for me, it's going to be a fascinating discussion um, about about energy, about energy healing in in the different names that it takes, your part in that, and how people can learn more about how that can benefit them personally, spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, so why don't we just kick things right off with, would you guide us through your best understanding of what energy healing is about? Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, first of all, when people ask me, you know, what is chi? What is chi means energy. So ask them back, you know, what is not energy? <laughs> so <laughs> everything is energy. And that's the bottom line. That's the simple answer. And yet, um, you know, from what we perceive, we only most of the time perceiving the physical, even the physical is made of energy, sort of vibration, sort of energy frequency and so on. But um, we don't perceive another layer of energy existing beyond the physical most of the time. So in ancient wisdom, when we recognize the whole universe is existing beyond just the physical, beyond just what we you know, can touch, see and even hear and can our scientifically measure. And so that is one of the aspects of really working with energy, recognizing energy existing in the universe and it's infinitely available. It's uh, uh, mostly invisible. That doesn't mean it does not exist. And the good news is you have a capacity as a human being you have a mind, body, heart, spirit, but also you have a capacity directly, not only connecting with energy, feel the energy, but consciously cultivating this energy to improve the functioning of life in general, including your physical health, emotional well-being as a mental, spiritual awakening process. But also you can really 
using the energy to share the energy with other people, you know, with your family, with friends, with your community. You can send in energy in the long distance to anyone you want to help, support. So in that sense, you're contributing to life more effectively by tapping into more energy. So then another aspect is really acknowledging, you know, not only your health is based on energy, but also your creative mind. You know, also we know scientifically the brain uses more energy than any part of your body. And the most time we're thinking, <laughs> thinking so much. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then like uh, after you're thinking too much, especially stressful thoughts, you feel exhausted without doing anything at all. <laughs> you know? So true, so, yes. Yeah, we're spending so much energy, but we, most of the time we don't know where the energy comes from. We're thinking we're getting energy from the food. Yeah, that's true. But also we're getting energy from uh, relationships, life interaction. We're also getting the energy from the nature. You know, anytime when you have time to walk in the nature, you naturally just feel more nourished and more energized. We say that. I'm energized now. But we don't recognize, oh, I received energy from the nature. That is true. But we don't think that way. Oh, I say I'm feeling better. That's how I'm feeling worse. You recognize that. You don't know the science behind it. So that's the second recognition is that um, not only recognizing all experience you're having is based on energy interaction. So the implication of that is you can choose to interact energy a certain way, become more beneficial more life nourishing, more healing, more deeply fulfilling, including the creative energy, using the source energy to feed your brain, nourish your brain. So you can also be mentally more functional, but also more creative. That's a wonderful summary. Thank you so much. Um, uh, do you think that, um, so at your, uh, your Qi Center and now your Wisdom Healing Qigong Retreat uh, Center, um, those are two different things, is that right? And you work with people to help them um, understand not only to increase their awareness that this invisible energy is all around us, but how to harness it, as you say, um, for various reasons. Right, yeah. First step definitely is uh, awareness. So um, as mentioned, the center we have is the retreat center and in Santa Fe. We can accommodate between 50 to 80 students at any given time. So a lot of time people come for a retreat, one week long, extending even longer, up to six and eight weeks so long. So, but also we have an online program. So that is ongoing. People can participate from any place around the world. And not only accessing the information, but more importantly, is enjoying the guided practice is designed for you to, you know, access more energy. So the energy is like within you, it's in your body, it's in your field. But most of us, we're not trained to, again, to be aware, but also more importantly, to cultivate change in the pattern of energy. So when the energy is stressed from life in general, I think the main thing we know uh, the main cause of for all urinary, especially chronic or incurable condition, is stress. 
So as a result of stress of life, which is inevitable, life is stressful. <laughs> no, is that is that <laughs> something? Is that something that we uh, that we know that most disease comes from some sort of um, stress uh, blockages, trauma in you know uh, uh, either physical or emotional. Um, do do you think that's where, or or even in the DNA, maybe from uh, previous generations? Now there's the epigenetics, which they're just learning about, and and how um, generational memories can can linger um, in our in our genome, in our epigenetic uh, layer. I, you can tell I'm not a scientist, absolutely. but y- you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What are your yeah, thoughts you, about you that? A yeah. lot. A lot of a different subject. <laughs> in, in I, I tend to do uh, that. Well, p- pick, the one, pick the right, one you right. want. <laughs> right. So it's like this, um, this um, you know, two-way response, have interaction happening, the inner and the outer, yeah? So the outer is, is the condition of life, and, you know, life happens, you know, trauma happens and different challenge of life happens. Right now we're experiencing so much collectively oh, wow. <laughs> than any time in the history, you oh, know, goodness, at yes. least in my lifetime, you know. <laughs> so, so that's the external condition, which we recognize, you know, have strong impact on our health, on our stress levels. But this external condition, we don't have a lot of control, inference. You know, no matter how much you hide yourself, even, you know, so you cannot really renounce yourself from life, hiding yourself in the mountain, then you can feel the stress. <laughs> so, so you're in life is inevitably challenging, stressful. So that is external condition. Then the internal, it's also as complex. The two things, one is predetermined is from as you said, the genetic, yeah? Yes, mm-hmm. in some level predetermined intergenerational inference. That is in your energy system. Then another is, is the, your history, whole life history from childhood. Whatever have you experienced, including all the stress, all the stories, all the problems we experience, then as a result, you carry not only the contracted energy in your system, but you carry a program, so to speak. That program is conditioned by your life from the past, responding to the external condition in a certain way. Mm. So we often observe, you know, in the same circumstance, two different people often respond very differently. Why is this the case? Because the two people, they have own different histories. And these two history is determined I call it operating system in your energy system. There's like software there. It's invisible. So in the same circumstance, two different persons can respond differently. One person can pretty much relax, no big deal. Another person, oh my God, this is end of the world. So, you know, the shoulder contract, the muscle contract, the heart contract, then they start to worry about the worst thing could happen to them, right? Right. So that's the internal programming. Then, so as a result, it's really the interaction of these three things, the external conditioning, the internal programming, and the genetic. So then you're realizing, oh, 
the genetic, you don't have a lot of control. And the environment, you don't have a lot of control. But you can change your programming. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. So it's really good. It's not about that, you know, change your circumstances, but you change your response to the circumstance. But the internally, you're programmed to respond a certain way already, so that it's difficult to change there. So you go to the energy. When the energy is contracted, when we, we feel, you know, physically stressed, emotionally stressed, and mentally stressed, energy is contracted. So you go into the body and releasing that contraction opening that energy, then suddenly you respond into life differently. The same circumstance, you're responding with less stress. Before responding degree of nine stress, now you're responding a degree of six. So you're improving basically the function of your own life. That's pretty amazing. Do you think energy is a little like... Well, I have a little creek nearby, and sometimes I just go down and sit near it and watch the water. And I notice that over on the edges, sometimes you'll get rocks and leaves and things start to spin around and get stuck there. And, you know, if you were to move the rock, obviously everything would flush out. Is that a little bit like what happens with the energy in our body when it gets stuck in our um, I don't know. How, how does it get stuck? And 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 then and then is that yeah. what qigong is? Is to help move that and, and so that it can uh, restore to its original optimal condition. I think that's a beautiful analogy, Andy. That's beautiful analogy. But this rock is not necessarily always like appears like a rock. You know, it's more like okay, you feeling the stress in your body. You know, one of them, then I think the biggest problem we have right now, is not about, you know, the stressful circumstance of life, which will continue in some way, but we are not aware or body carry the stress, carry the contraction. Hmm. When we're not aware of that, then we cannot really make a difference, make a change inside of us. Are you following mm-hmm. me, what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we always go externally trying to solve the problem or blaming someone else or something else. So we're not truly taking care of ourselves internally to make a difference. So that is one of the big issues. So with, with, so Qigong, you, that, with Qigong, that whether you know there's a rock there or not, it doesn't matter because you, it's a practice that helps. It goes it goes to where it needs to go? Exactly. So it's like you, first step, once you're connecting with your body, then you start noticing, oh, I'm feeling pain there. I'm feeling tightness there. feeling, you know, numbness there. I'm feeling contraction there. I'm feeling anxiety there. Then these practice, the movement, the sound, we can do some later. And also meditation allow you not only connecting with that part of the body where you're feeling the stuckness, but you start to move the energy, opening the energy, releasing the stagnation, releasing the rock, as you said, yeah? So then the energy suddenly opens up again, flowing natural again. So then you suddenly, as a result, you feel physically improving. You feel emotionally more open, more joyful. You start to feel more creative and spiritually feel more connected because the subtle energy 
is really connecting our life. When you're perceiving things physical, then we you know, see things separate. <laughs> you know, you and me in a different location. But when we feel each other's energy, suddenly we feel the resonance with each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So the same way, when you're listening in the program, if you hear me beyond my voice, just feeling my energy, then you start feel resonance with me. So that is beyond you know, any separation of physical distance, even time. You know, even this can be recorded when people are listening afterwards, they still can feel similar experience. It's just wonderful how all this wisdom from years and years and years in the past, um, really, uh, there, science is discovering that um, a lot of these things really do exist, like the subtle energy and the and that we're really just made out of light particles and um you know, the quantum, what they're learning with quantum physics. And so um, that must be satisfying to know that it's not just make-believe and kind of in your head. <laughs> right, right. Because sometimes yeah. when we can't see things, in- you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people ask me, you know, this has been being existed for so long you know, even in China, more than 5,000 years old of uh, history, and why has been kept a secret until 40, 50 years ago, even in China. And one of my answers is because this is, by, is about working with the invisible energy, and most people are not ready to do that because they want the proof. They want to show them something tangible. And this is also another thing is taking, you know, so thousands of years, including science, begin to understand what is true, what is important, what is possible. Thank you. Thank you. We are with Master Ming Tong Gu. We're going to take a 30-second break so I can let you know that you're listening to Wisdom Radio, and this is your host, Andy Height, and a shout-out to our supporters. You know, I started Wisdom Radio in 2010, and it continues to thrive ad-free with the help of listeners like you. For around the cost of a small cup of coffee a month, you can make a huge difference by helping the show to continue to thrive. Simply visit patreon.com slash wisdomradio. This will allow me to continue to bring you great shows and engaging interviews in an ad-free environment the way we like it. And you will get a ton of gratitude from me and some other perks that you can learn about at patreon.com slash wisdom radio. Thank you. Now let's get back to our guest. We are back with Master Ming Tong Gu, and we are talking about energy healing and Qigong. Um... Would you say that one of the main benefits of Qigong is a sense that you are connected to something larger, just an intense connection with something larger than yourself? Yeah, that's, I think, one of the main gifts of energy wisdom. You know, I like uh, your title, your program called Wisdom Radio. We're on the same page. <laughs> Later, we'll ask you, you know, what a wisdom means for you. And in this tradition, you know, yeah, wisdom is about go beyond the perception of the physical, go beyond 
the identification of our own story, our own history, go beyond even, you know, limited understanding of science in general. Now we're shifting, expanding from Newton's physics to quantum physics. But experientially, we're still not quite there. For example, approaching medicine, we're still approaching from Newton physics point of view. We, we think of the body as a biological, you know, machine. And you, you think that the mind is not in the equation of your health. But now we know it is important. That's why we have psychology, yeah, to deal with, you know, that deeper issues and affecting health in general. So we're coming in a long way, in a way, yeah. So the so wisdom is really about the deep, the gift of the wisdom is about connecting three things. You know, in Qigong, we cultivate... Um, three steps. The first step is awareness. Become more aware, particularly aware of your own body, including aware the stress you're taking on from everyday living and also from the past history. So you can be consciously working with that part of the body energetically. The second step is connection. So the third step is about embodiment. So you bring whatever you're connecting to this physical dimension, including your brain, including your heart, including your cells, including whatever aspect of life inside of you can make the change, embody the healing, the transformation. So the second piece, the connection piece, is so important. So most of the time we're connecting with each other, again, based on separation, based on difference based on whatever unique to us. So in Qigong, when we connect into the subtle energy, then realizing, oh, this moment, the energy is everywhere on the planet Earth. And especially, we learn to connect with the source energy. The source energy before physicalized, before individualized, before even we label them as different. And that pure source energy is the source of all life, all creation. So when you're connecting with that source energy, you naturally experience the sense of oneness, yeah. sense of wholeness, sense of harmony. And that is your choice. You're making that choice, what to connect with and how to connect with. Then you bring this connection to your life with a deeper purpose of nourishment. So energy is responding, that source energy, you know, not so much of in life, you know, in the physical dimension, you know, even in human to human, when you have an intention, you know, to interact a certain way, the person next to you can respond into the intention in the way you want, or responding in the way they want, very different from you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but when you work with the source energy, it's very different. The source energy always responding to you the way you want. Yeah, it's such a mystery how that works. That is, is the mystery. That is the amazing mystical dimension of it. That's often I say, you know, um, the universe meeting you halfway. Yeah. It's so, almost like a, a resonator or an amplifier yeah. or a, a mirror. Exactly. 
So whatever frequency you have internally in your mind, body, heart, and spirit, then the universe meeting you in the same frequency. So does Qigong also relate to manifesting, uh, like this whole, you know, there's the whole secret movement, um, that's probably the mystery piece, um, of from a place of deep love and gratitude and connection, connecting with your higher self and your creativity to manifest the best and the highest in your life. Um, talk to me about that and what your feelings are about that. Yeah, what you mentioned is very much summarized the essence of wisdom healing Qigong already. So that... Um, the deeper, the bottom line is when you're working with energy, you're making a choice. What is promoting for the energy, you know, uh, to open, to connect more, to nourish life more? And what is the pattern which is limiting energy to fulfill this highest purpose? So naturally, you experience that when you're feeling love, yeah, the energy starts to move more effectively in your body. When you're feeling compassion, you start to connecting with another person, another, you know, life experiences. So your energy body starts to expanding with that feeling of compassion. Similarly, yeah, when you're cultivating creativity, suddenly your energy body starts to expand, accelerate its own, you know, transformation starts to happen. So these are just few examples. So when you, the beauty of working with energy is when you choose these quality, consciously cultivating quality, you can experience automatic, you know, uh, feedback in your body. In generally say, you know, yeah, when you choose love, you feel good, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know where it's feeling good. In general, we have a mental experience. Uh, you know, feeling, oh, I'm feeling good because I'm feeling love. But if you go to the heart, then realizing, oh, the energy in my heart is opening right now. Yeah. So then the, the deeper choice is suddenly realizing, okay, if I'm not feeling love, my energy of the heart most likely is contracted. But if I don't have a reason to feel love in my life, what I do now, then I'm doomed, right? <laughs> So I hope not. If you feeling, right, if you're feeling all these good qualities, then there's no issue for you. If you're feeling love, kindness, compassion, joy, creativity, connection, then you don't need to go, you don't need anything else, right? Mm -hmm. You're fine. You just continue live with that. But unlikely anybody can sustain that kind of state. So most times when we're challenged, we're experiencing fear instead of love. Most times when we challenge, we're experiencing worry instead of creativity and, uh, you know, courage. So that's what life is. So what are we learning here is you go into the body. Yeah, when, when you're experiencing challenge of life, you go into the body, realizing part of your energy is contracted then you use the practice to open that contraction. 
then suddenly, oh, you notice my, the energy of my heart opening, you suddenly feel possible to love again. Mm. Releasing that's some of that fear, key. right? Yeah, that's the key. So similarly, like when you're feeling the fear of life, then suddenly you're noticing the energy of your kidney system is contracted. Then, yeah, you have all the reason to fear the fear. You know, some of it's like not a good reason. Some of it is a good reason. But whatever it is, if you're feeling the fear in your body, continue feeling the fear, then you're responding to life not effectively. But you have all the reason, good reason, bad reason to fear the fear, so you cannot change that. So what do we do is like go into that energy associating your kidney system using the practice of movement sound to opening the energy again, then suddenly the fear is gone. You're experiencing more power awakening inside of you, more creativity awakening inside of you. You start to respond in the same circumstance of stress or challenge with less fear. Mm, I love that. That's the transformation. Yes. Well, so it's not a different from mental process. Okay, fear doesn't help. Let's go of the fear. You should approach it fiercely. (laughs) That doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're right. (laughs) People are talking about swear, you know. It's like recycling all these words. Yeah. Well, I would like to know um, how did you discover your. connection to Qigong. Um, tell us how you got into it and discovered um, the, 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 the power in your own life. I suppose, uh, you know, a good teacher has to heal themselves first. And tell us about that journey that, that you experienced. Right. I'll make uh, my story sure. And discovering Qigong is really a surprise. And I, I was not born with Qigong. I've grown up with Qigong. Even I was born in China. <laughs> and uh, I studied mathematics for 10 years and finance 10 years. And uh, after I came to U.S., 10 years after I lived in the U.S., I discovered Qigong here in Ohio State, actually, when I was in graduate school mm-hmm. in fine arts. Then I realized this is really profound, really beneficial, and without knowing the depths of it, so I became very dedicated. And uh, without my expectation to heal this uh, chronic condition I had at the time, I was able to totally recover from asthma, sclerosis, and these two conditions I had from childhood and was, you know, diagnosed as incurable. So I never really had a hope to change that, just living, you know, learn to live with it. So with the practice of Qigong as a surprise, yeah, for me, it took uh, two years, and I was very disciplined, and I practiced in the beginning one hour a day, then eventually increasing two hours a day. And actually, mainly for spiritual reasons, I just feel good when I'm doing the practice. I feel, you know, as you mentioned, connection. I start to feel more connection with myself, with my body, with the energy inside of me, but also 
with the earth, with the nature, and also with the universe in general, I feel more settled in my life. Even I was living, you know, in a foreign country at a time. And, you know, back then I felt like a foreigner, you know what I mean? Now I feel like American international citizen. Mm -hmm. But back then I was really, I didn't feel a sense of belonging anywhere you go, not just in the U.S. Now, neither I felt that in China. So, so it was really unsettling for me. And uh, slow practice of Qigong, I just feel a sense of more connection with myself, more connection with life, more connection with, you know, wherever I'm living. And that was really the main inspiration, allowing me to discover a deeper sense of joy and happiness. Mm, that's wonderful. And healing, obviously, you got better. Your yeah, healing was a surprise. <laughs> it was a surprise benefit, which often is important. But about the same time, when I was in the medicine Qigong hospital in China, when I studied very intensively, and I realized my life is changed. So I cannot go back to my same life again. So I end up giving up my old job as a teacher in art. And so totally dedicated to Qigong. Then I start to teach Qigong full time in the last 20 years now. It's interesting you had, you had both sides of the brain, you know, with art and with math. And now you're right down the middle with the energy sort of... Um, combining everything. <laughs> it's so intuitive, Andy. <laughs> you know, one of few can pointing out that, you know, often we say the left brain, right brain, you know, working different ways, important to connect in both. Um, but the central brain is a secret, as you said. Awakening the central brain, then from there, we awaken in the whole brain. So it's not about connecting the parts, our different parts enhancing their own, you know, individual function. It's about awakening to the wholeness. I like that it's so I like that it's so worry free. You don't really um once once you learn the practice I imagine uh and some technique um, to the opening, uh, then the energy, the intelligence, there's an intelligence to the energy. It's not just like a, a like a battery that you'd plug into a radio or a, but there's, um, uh, the, as you had mentioned, there's this responsive intelligence, this mysterious responsive intelligence that we are dealing with that, that, that brings the healing and, and, and what we, what we need to, move more away from a fear-based existence into sort of this creative sphere where we are really um, rising to our full potential. It's, it's quite amazing. That's truly the bottom line, is changing that fight-flight fearful pattern to more empowered, creative, and loving, joyful pattern. And by working with energy, I think from my experience, that is the most direct way to make a change starting within you. 
and you can make the change in a way beyond the diagnosis, beyond your stories, beyond you know your own personal limitation as you conceived from the past. Suddenly, you're opening the doorway to the universal energy, to the greater creativity of life. So as you mentioned, there's a mystery to it, but this is like this natural intelligence of energy responding to your deeper connection, deeper intention, more importantly, deeper conviction. That's beautiful. Let's, let's tell people how they can learn uh, to start Wisdom Healing Qigong um, and how they can find you online. And I understand that you also have an ebook, Ancient Chinese Healing Secrets. What's how's the best what's the best place for people to go and I will put that link at wisdomradio.org connected to your uh, to this podcast. Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite topics for one reason because uh, um the power of internet because we're living in this uh, um such unusual time in human history on one hand we need this kind of wisdom, energy wisdom, so much more than any other times. On the other hand, now it's so much accessible, so much available. So I want to share as much as possible in this occasion when you is, is, um, love this website, you can write down is ancienthealingsecret.com. You can access the free ebook. But more importantly, is a guided practice involved with some movement, also sound practice to enhance your immune system, energy level in general, but also releasing the stress tension from the past and the everyday living. So you can experience it directly, how your body responding to this process. And that is the one resources I want to share with the listeners. And the second one is... Um, we are offering free practice meditation live stream three times a week, free, totally free. So you can access that below the Chi Center website, chicenter.com, finding the information. So we are offering this service and the support, especially this challenging time. And has been an incredibly fulfilling personally for me and connecting with people online, slow, this internet technology from all over around the world and become such a community of supporting each other, feeling each other, connecting each other, and deeply inspiring us, making new choice for our health and the healing. I'm so grateful that you're bringing such... Um, light and love and healing to the world. Um, so thank you for that from from me and from um, the listeners and uh, the universe. <laughs> I cannot think of anything better to do. <laughs> so personally, I feel grateful to be blessed to share this gift I received from my teacher. So oh. I know how precious the gift is. That's why I want to share with the world as much as I can. 
Well, would you be joy. willing? Uh, would you be willing to share a few minutes of some um, sound uh, healing or what other whatever you want to do <laughs> for ten minutes? Uh, that's yeah, uh, with the listener, and I'll just turn off my mic and let you uh, do what you do. Right. After we hear the practice, we may not be able to come back talk too much. Okay. <laughs> I just want to warn you. <laughs> well, maybe what we'll do okay. is we'll say goodbye now. <laughs> and then after, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that would be a wonderful way for people to end the podcast, whether they just want to drift off into a right. meditative state after that. Uh, they don't have to right. worry about me coming back. Yeah. If I may, I want to just uh, say a couple of things before we do the practice together. Okay. And first is uh, really, and Qigong is so simple. It's so simple, so accessible. And anyone can do it. Any ages, any health issues, and uh, any places. And you can do it anytime. And of course, if you follow a guided practice, then it's more powerful, more effective, more beneficial. And so second quality is really, and this kind of practice is more than, you know, we do movement practice, but it's not just the exercises. It's you focus the mind connecting with your body. When you do exercise, the mind, you know, do something else. Think of something else, you know, make phone calls, you know, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> you walk up to your physical body. So Qigong is you close your eye, you're connecting with your body, you're connecting all the feeling in your body, take concentration, taking deeper connection. So that's the main difference, Qigong, from exercises. And another difference is in Qigong is not just meditating you know, become more aware. Awareness is important, but you also you proactively opening the energy. So it's more proactive meditation, involved with movement, involved with sound, we're gonna share please song, but also involved cultivating, you know, calming your mind, expanding your mind beyond the story, but also more importantly, awakening to the essence of your mind. Mm, so with I'm that said, uh, um, Okay, I'm gonna get ready. So now we're ready. Let's do some sound. So uh, how would you uh, how would you recommend people get ready? Uh, maybe what sit sit or lay down or what would you recommend? Right. First of all, make sure you're safe. <laughs> you don't want to do this when you are driving. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, it's okay if you keep your eyes driving. You still can you know practice with me. But if you and ideally, close your eyes, so make sure you're in the safe environment, you know, and safe to engage with, uh, close your eyes. Otherwise, you can keep your eyes open. So you can, any position is fine. You can lie down, you can sit, you can stand, just relaxing to your body. So again, the first step is connecting with your body, placing your hands on top of your chest kind of internally with intention, connecting with your heart. And if it's safe, you can gently close your eye. Otherwise, keep your eyes open. Now continuously internally, relaxing your body, feeling your body, and deeply embracing all the sensations, 
feeling inside of your chest, inside of your heart, acknowledging both the sensation, comfortable sensation as well, uncomfortable sensation. Acknowledging your heart, the subtle energy of your heart, embracing the physical heart, emotional heart, and the spiritual heart. Continuously, deeply connecting. Allow the vibration, awakening the energy of your heart, opening the energy of your heart deeper, bigger. So the first sound like this, you can listen into the sound first, then participating with your own best effort, making the sound with your own best effort. So the first sound is for the physical dimension of your heart and sound like this. She Now making the sound as much as you can, as long as you can, breathe into your chest. Shing. Continuing with your own best effort, breathe into your chest. Continuously relaxing, noticing, embracing all the sensation, feeling inside of your chest. You may noticing new sensation, feeling. You may noticing the feeling of warmness, feeling of aliveness, feeling of openness of your heart. Now the second sound activating the emotional dimension of your heart. The bigger the subtle energy of your heart opens, then great joy, greater love you experience naturally. And the sound like this. Again, making the sound playfully with your own best effort. Breathe into your chest deeply. Yeah. 
boxing now, this thing. Acknowledging, embracing all the sensation, feeling inside of your chest, inside of your heart. Allowing the subtle energy of your big heart, awakening deeper, opening deeper. Now the third sound, awakening the spiritual dimension of your heart, the wisdom of your heart, and the sound like this. You're starting with a soft shing, then to the in sound at the end. So again, with your own best effort, playfully together, breathing to your chest. Breathing to your chest. Breathing to Continuously relaxing, noticing, you can gently massage in your chest, feeling your heart, allowing the pure energy, the subtle energy of your big heart. Naturally, deeply awakening, naturally, deeply opening, naturally flowing, naturally opening bigger. To connect all life around you. Naturally experiencing life with more loving kindness, with a deeper compassion, with a deeper joy of being alive, being open, being connected. Now you can move your body freely, just feeling, acknowledging, allowing whatever energy, the loving energy we activate in your heart, flowing deeper and deeper in your entire body, naturally nourishing you, naturally fulfilling the highest purpose of life.
again, thank you so much for joining me and experiencing not only this powerful practice of sound healing, you can repeat again and again, longer you practice, then stronger you can feel. But also when you do this practice, you're also connecting or raising the high vibration of your energy in your heart. So um, the practice, the system, um, you can discover slow the free resource I share with you. You can discover more sound connecting with energy of your five organ system, the energy of your brain, the energy of your entire body. So no matter what happened in the past, no matter what you feeling inside of you for the circumstance of life, you can consciously making a difference energetically directly inside of you then from there, you can experience life in a different way. So to summarize the message I want to share with you is uh, more energy, more health, more energy and more joy and happiness, more energy and more creativity, more connection of life. So many, many blessings to all of you. Thank you very much. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was such a pleasure to share with you. You're so energetic, so wise, so intuitive. And Aww, I can feel thank that. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for what you do, for uh, who you are. Aww. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. I'm yes, glad we can. I'm sure we'll do this again sometime yeah. soon. <laughs> This is Andy Height. Thanks so much for listening to Wisdom Radio. You know, a lot of people ask me how they can support the mission of the show, which is to seek answers to life's big questions. And it's actually really easy. Just go on over to patreon.com slash wisdom radio to show your love. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wisdom Radio. I'm so glad you're here. Until next time, remember who you are and what you know. <laughs>